Welcome back, everybody, to this episode of Drunk Bible Study Bonus Edition for episode 147, where we're almost done with Deutero-Isaiah. So next episode... So close. No, next episode, we're going to read two more chapters of Deutero, and then we're going to read the first chapter of Trito-Isaiah. Cool. And then the last few episodes of Isaiah are all going to be Trito-Isaiah. So close. So close to being so, done with Isaiah. So yes. what does that mean exactly? Like, right. I had this conversation with you. I was like, what does Trito, Dudo, and Uno, Isaiah mean exactly? <laughs> okay, so Uno <laughs> is chapters 1 through 39. And those were the ones that, remember, we felt like was very much like an acid trip, right? It was kind of yeah. all over the place. So it's just based off of what drug he was taking at that time? No, that's our theory. What it is in okay. reality is that generally the scholars think that that first part, so chapters 1 through 39, were the parts that's actually written by Isaiah or transcribed of things that Isaiah actually said in 8th century BCE. And then Deutero-Isaiah, what we've been reading, which is more of the like weed Isaiah, um, (laughs) is attributed to the work of an anonymous 6th century BCE author writing during exile. So this is when the Babylonians and the Assyrians or whatever had conquered Israel and Judah. And so they were in exile, was written during that time. And then some scholars think that all of it to the end is just Deutero-Isaiah, that all of it was written during this time. Okay. But some scholars think there's a Trito-Isaiah, that there's a third Isaiah that was actually written then after they returned from exile. So after they had been liberated from their exile, I guess okay. by uh, what's his name, the great that we talked about a few episodes ago, uh, that Brandy has erased it from my brain. Oh, that that is what it does. Cyrus, is- Cyrus the Great. Oh, Cyrus the Great. Remember, he is the Syrian king who came and kind of liberated them and let them reclaim their land. So potentially, this was then Trito Isaiah was written after that. So cool. But overall, like the idea is that. The first part, so Proto-Isaiah, is like promising of judgment and restoration for Judah and Israel, and that then the rest of it, so Deutero and Trito-Isaiah, is more about like, this judgment has been pronounced. And so the question is just, is Trito-Isaiah then after it's already been done, Mm. or was it all Deutero because to a prophet, what's going to happen and what's already happened, I mean, aren't those the same thing? Yeah, all blends together, right? It's like, uh, I was going to say Amadeus, and what I meant to say was Albert Einstein. Whoa, very different people. Yeah, I like it, though. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but you know what I mean. Uh, Here's a fun thing that I learned, though, Okay, is that... So we knew this, that Isaiah was super popular. Oh. And like during, we've talked about this before, like during the writing of the Gospels in the New Testament, Isaiah was hot. Everyone knew Isaiah. And so he's quoted more than any other book in the Old Testament, in the Gospels, in the New Testament specifically. But this part I didn't know, that in Christian circles, it was held in such high regard that it was referred to as the fifth gospel. Oh, Wow, that's quite a claim. It is quite a claim. I don't know how I feel about it. Um, if that, like, w- when when was this? I'm not quite sure. This is, like, like, historically. I just don't know how far back in history. Are we talking, like, 
200 CE or are we talking like in the 1920s? I, I have no idea. I don't know. Wow. But you can learn more about it in a book intense. called The Fifth Gospel, Isaiah in the History of Christianity by John F.A. Sawyer and John Frederick Adam Sawyer. Oh, wait, that's the same person. What? <laughs> God, <laughs> Reading comprehension. Wow. John Frederick Adam Sawyer, man of John three first names. Uh-huh. His name was John Adam Sawyer, too. <laughs> yes, exactly. Got it. Oh, okay. gosh. Okay, one other thing I looked up was about Rahab. So that came up again, right, of, of Yahweh cutting Rahab to pieces. And I think we've talked mm-hmm. about this before, and I forget every time. But so Rahab, we know as a character from, when was that? Kings? Joshua? I forget. Joshua. Joshua, Joshua, because she was at the Battle of Jericho. Right. Okay. So Rahab, that Rahab is a person is a woman, and she was the one who was so sexy that even saying her name three times would cause you to... Beetlejuice it out. <laughs> oh. Gross. Beetlejuice. You somehow made that <laughs> oh, so much I'm sorry. Worse. I didn't even mean for that to be a euphemism, but... <laughs> oh, Emily. That's what happened. You know what? It was, it was meant to happen. <laughs> oh. I was just oh. thinking about three times yeah. him saying a person's no, name, know. and I was like, Beetlejuice. <laughs> Beetlejuice occurred. Juice but... it out. God. More like Beetlejuice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, gosh. Okay. Exactly. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> bringing it back wow. in. Bringing it back in. Okay. That's the yeah. Rahab that we mm-hmm. all know and love. And love. And love very much. Yeah. But Rahab also refers to uh, Egypt. Is also just a name for Egypt. Oh. Yeah. Oh, so cool. it's a name for Egypt. It's also, it means blusterer, which I guess is fitting with Egypt. And it's also used to describe the sea. And in medieval hmm. Jewish folklore, Rahab is a mythical sea monster. Oh, wow. Cool. So, such homophones. Like Nessie? Like Nessie, yes. So yeah, Rahab's got a lot of different meanings. I, I would assume in the context we just read today that it was about Egypt, saying that like Yahweh was the one who tore Egypt apart with all those plagues and stuff back in the day. Uh, but who knows what else? I did learn a fun thing, though, that the planet Neptune, the official Hebrew name for it is Rahab. What? In a vote organized by the Academy of the Hebrew Language in 2009. Oh, Wow. Wow. Because it represents the sea. It's like the sea creature, sea goddess type something. I don't think they would call it a goddess, but you know, that type of thing. Um, So, anyway, yeah, that's Rahab for you. So, when we hear Rahab, it's not talking about that person necessarily. I would actually argue probably most of the time is not talking about that person, except back when we were reading Joshua. Hmm. Wow. Fascinating. Good research. Thanks. Yes, Thanks. well done. You were like, I don't have very much. And then, of course, you did. Well done. Um, I don't know if I have very much, but I'm going to see what happens. <laughs> okay. um, I was looking up things about the Cup of Wrath because, you know, that sounds cool. And Well, we started with the Cup of Staggering. Yes. And we also talked about the Cup of Wrath. It was like the Cup of, yeah, the cup the... of Staggering of Yahweh's Wrath and also the Cup of Wrath. I think it depends on translation a little bit. 
Mm. Every time I looked up the cup of staggering, it just came up with the cup of wrath. Oh. So I think it basically is one and the same. See. I don't know. But basically, according to openbible.info, the cup of wrath comes up in 100 Bible verses. Wow. All right. So wow. this is a, okay. a meme. Yeah. I didn't realize. I, I don't know. If, it doesn't look like we've talked about it before. It's like from Isaiah and on, it looks like. In a lot of Psalms, which is interesting. Oh, I see. They're just talking about the cup. So like, for instance, Psalm eleven six. Let him rain coals on the wicked, fire and sulfur, and a scorching wind shall be the portion of their cup. So this is just like any I cup. So, so you just look at any cups. kind of cup any, in the Bible. Any I kind didn't of look cup. Up, I know. <laughs> it, this good. literally says 100 Bible verses about the cup of wrath, but maybe like any kind of cup is this cup of wrath. Mm. Is this person writing this article assuming that any mention of a cup is the cup of wrath? Like Jesus at the Last Supper is like, well, take this cup of wrath. I do want to do talk this about in remembrance Jesus. Of me. <laughs> oh, because. Okay. You know, and we're not going to get to Jesus for for years, for years. So I'm hoping that all of you will forget this. I probably will. We all know that I will. But um, this person asks on Bible.org, Bible.org, of course they got that domain name. I've read different scholars' ideas as to where and how Jesus drank the cup of wrath. Some say in Gethsemane. Others say he slowly drank the cup of wrath from Gethsemane right up to his last triumphant. It is finished. Will you please give me your thoughts on this? I don't know what that means. This sounds but like I do know Gethsemane because it's a really good song in Jesus Christ Superstar. It sounds like mm -hmm. it's referring to a, a metaphor, a metaphorical drinking of a cup of wrath. It says that it is, literally... Do, do they give a verse? Uh, well, it says that the cup, literally this cup in Matthew 26, 39, Mark 14, 36, and Luke 22, 42, hmm. is the cup of God's wrath upon man's sin. The cup is used as a symbol of God's wrath several times in the Old Testament, like Isaiah. Right. And apparently Jeremiah, Lamentations, Ezekiel. What is Habakkuk? Habakkuk. 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 Are we doing that? Yes, we're yeah, going to do I mean, it. We are doing that. Yep. It says it's likewise used as a symbol for enduring God's wrath and revelation, which I'm really excited about. <laughs> There's going to be so much wrath and revelation, y'all. It's true. So it's much. True. Or or will there? We won't know till we get there. That's the mm. I don't know. Suspense, I'm excited. Right? Yeah. I should add that the cup is also used as a symbol for experiencing God's salvation in a psalm that we haven't gotten to yet. And then in the New Testament, in reference to the cup as part of the Last Supper and Communion. There you go. Okay. Drink this cup of wrath in remembrance of me. Great. I love that. I guess. I don't know. Oh, you know what? But it says that... <laughs> Sorry, I just... What? I love that what? if you reframe it as the cup of staggering, which we've all interpreted to mean a really strong drink, like a Long Island iced tea type drink. I love the idea that the Last Supper, Jesus is like, hey... Take this cup of staggering. <laughs> Do this in remembrance of me. Trust me, we're not going to have any yeah. fun 24 hours from now. So we got to live it up right now. Yeah, exactly. It's true. At least he's not. Yeah. He's not. So he's got to go nuts. Yeah. Um, in remembrance of this day that, you know, Jesus drinks and, and also this day when we heard of the cup of staggering slash wrath for the first time, I looked up alcoholic drinks and not just any alcoholic drinks, but like, 
yucky alcoholic drinks because <laughs> I feel like a yucky alcoholic drink is what a cup of staggering one is. would drink if it was called the drink of wrath. Oh, I see. Or staggering. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But wrath specifically. It's so got to have some all- fireball in it or something. Well, okay. Have you all heard of Malort? No. No. I had this in my head for a while because, yeah, I know a bunch of people who took the Malort challenge and they took like pictures of themselves before, during, and after drinking it. And it's really hilarious to see these photos. Malort? But what um, is Malort? Can you give us some? Okay. It is the Chicago hipster's drink of choice. Why? Because no one else will drink it. Oh, okay. Imagine drinking a combination of vodka and wormwood, taking the worst qualities of both. So it's a it's a Swedish drink. It's a Swedish wormwood. Got drink it. Yes. That just tastes really bad. It's it a wormwood really schnapps bad. and and that's why it's a challenge. Yes. That's why it's a challenge. Yeah. Okay. okay. I've never had it before. I don't know if I ever could drink it i enjoy lovely drinks lovely Mm. things to put into my mouth yeah not Mm. that Mm. not that at all Mm. Mm. um yeah other things on this include drinks with mayonnaise which is horrifying yeah vodka tabasco sauce and a squirt of mayonnaise called the tapeworm shot god God, okay no i know i can't keep doing this i can't we're good that's enough we're done anyways (laughs) we're done here thank you stuff like that stuff like that is on here it's really awful um yeah so uh okay don't drink these drinks and the cup of wrath i'm gonna try to make something better maybe for next time we, I got to look some stuff up, but it's not going to look like that. Okay. It's not going to taste like Malort. Okay. okay? Good. I cool. appreciate that. Yeah. So are you ready? Yes. Are we ready to talk? I was born ready. Okay. So the news flash as of three days ago is that our favorite man, Yahweh The Rock, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, uh-huh. has indicated that he has an interest in running for president of I mean, these um, United States. Other big time celebrities have and... It's gone well for them, even though it hasn't gone well for the rest of the country. Exactly. So. Not gone real well for us, necessarily. So but. there you go. I mean, of course. Yeah. So so here's a quote from The Rock himself saying, I do have a goal to unite our country. And also, I feel that if this is what the people want, then I'll do it. Wow. Uh, so it's on us, basically. It's like something God would say, you know? <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> you know? They passed the buck. Um, It's like, they're the ones that chose this. There was a poll that Newsweek ran. 46% of Americans approve of The Rock running for president. How could you not? 46%? 46%. He's he's close. Now, here's the question, okay? Because he has not indicated what ticket... He no, that's the, that's my question. Is I actually don't know anything about the Rock's political views. So. He has identified as an independent slash okay. centrist. That could mean anything for a yeah. long time. Okay. Now, I, any predictions? I, I have some information for you of what political statements he has made in the past. But before I include okay. any of that, I want to hear you piece through what you think of The Rock's politics may be. Uh, I mean, he's rich, so I'm going to say something that helps out rich people. Possibly, possibly. Uh, I was actually going to say, I could actually see The Rock kind of leaning more into... I don't see him as someone who's super conservative, but I do see him as someone who is kind of this like a little bit old fashioned and like family values and like we got to prioritize the family and maybe somewhat Christian values. 
potentially. He is Yahweh. It's possible. It's possible. Right leaning. Well, I actually don't know. I mean, my the way I imagine him is very centrist, actually. So I don't know. Mm. Yeah. So here's what we know is that in the past, he has previously identified as a Republican. That has changed. He has changed to being much more out about being independent and being a centrist. Okay. Okay. He has only endorsed one candidate throughout his entire career. Any guesses? Um, Sanders. Ross Perot. Uh, J- Jill Jorgensen, or what, what was her name? <laughs> Who's Jill Jorgensen? No, there was a Jorgensen that was the libertarian uh, candidate right. in the last... Yeah, no, it Jill was, Green? No. Jill... You're, I don't know. Marjorie Taylor Green. No. Oh, my, it, no. It's some Jorgensen. Okay. Jill Stein? No. Nah. <laughs> okay, who? 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 Tell us. Biden and Kamala. Oh, oh wow. okay. All right. Yeah, wow. here, I, I have some quotes for you. Yeah, apparently around the 2020 election, he released a clip giving his official endorsement. Okay. okay. And, you know, saying, acknowledging that he's never publicly endorsed anybody, but this felt like the time to take a stand and endorse somebody and okay. highlighting the fact that they're really experienced. And then specifically in reference to Kamala Harris... He said, and I quote, you've been an attorney, a district attorney, a state attorney, a U.S. senator. You're smart. You're tough. I've seen you in those hearings. And in my opinion, you're a certified badass. So, now, of course, he said that. From The Rock, that is that That's is a great endorsement. Really quite a compliment. Really if good I was endorsement. Colin Harris, I could have retired yeah. right then and there. <laughs> yeah. and well, quite she, she's, you know, vice president now. So there you go. And probably because has, of the rock saying that about probably, her. I mean, definitely. I mean, come on. He has likely. kind of loosely criticized former President Trump in the past. In a loose kind of way. In it's like, a hey, loose maybe maybe that was way. shitty of you. I don't know, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Something like that. So okay. well I don't know about that. I don't know about that, The Rock, Dwayne. Um, and so he heard about this poll about forty six percent of Americans being into it, and this is what he had to say. Okay. I don't think our founding fathers ever envisioned a 6'4", bald, tattooed, half-black, half-Samoan, tequila-drinking, wow. pickup-truck-driving, fanny-pack-wearing guy joining their club. But if it ever happens, it'd be my honor to serve you, the people. Goodness. The fact that he wears fanny packs is what makes flesh. me think he can't be so bad, you know? He does wear oh, a fanny pack. I mean, he's probably great. Yeah. In so he, he has mentioned in passing either 2024 or 2028 as possibilities. Wow. Wow. All right. I mean, wow. you know what? I don't know that I'd vote for him, but I would I would enjoy watching it unfold. He he's been honest in some interviews where he's like, I need to start studying policy more before uh, I can yeah. <laughs> right. you think? Really do this. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, I'd have to see what his platform was. Yeah. Cool. We'll have to learn a cool. little bit more. But it's exciting to think yeah. about. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. The possibilities are endless. Yahweh yeah. for president. Truly. I don't know. When I say when I when I make him into Yahweh, then I'm less comfortable with it. <laughs> it's a little scarier yeah, that way. Yeah. When he's still just the rock, then I'm like, okay, all right, I can see it. Yeah, yeah, all right. <laughs> That's what we've done now though, is make him into Yahweh. That's true. We've done that. That is us. It's our fault entirely. (laughs) Awesome. Well, thank you all so much for joining us for this bonus episode. And we will see you next time for when we start on some Trito Isaiah. Bye. Mm.